Welcome to the Active Day Trader Podcast. Trading made so simple, it will change the way you approach the markets. Now, your host, Jonathan Rose. So welcome, everybody. This is Jonathan Rose, and this is podcast number two, 002. So today, I have on a very special guest, a good friend and a client who's been with me since I started Active Day Trader, and his name's Steve Williams. Steve, say hi to everybody. Hello, thanks for having me on today. <laughs> Thank you for uh, for joining. Now, I thought this would be really good value uh, for the membership to hear someone going through the program, someone sharing their experiences, because in talking with you, you seem to know quite a bit about the retail education space. I know you told me that you were on a bunch of other webinars and, and with a bunch of other educators before we met. So I'd love to just hear kind of your background. What got you into trading? Um, I'd love to go through, you know, how we met, how our relationship started, and we'll just kind of talk. I'll fire some questions out, and, uh, you know, if you can just be as forthcoming as possible, that'd be great. Sound good? Sure thing. All right. So tell me about, tell me about your trading. How did you get into trading? Why did you get into trading? Well, I, I think it's funny that you mentioned um, familiar with trading education. Uh, I'm very familiar with the products that everyone on the internet is offering, whether or not they gives an education or not is questionable. Um, as you know, uh, it's been about two years now I've been trading, uh, came about from a conversation my wife and I were having. She has a pretty good friend whose husband started making quite a bit of money in the stock market and was just talking about how well things are going for them and kind of just got my gears turning me thinking, you know, if, if, if this guy can do it, what's the reason that I can't? Uh, it's an interesting time in my life. My wife was pregnant. We had just moved. And before I was able to land the job, we had a child. So uh, I was really looking for ways to create some income from home while I was at home with our baby boy. Uh, during that time, obviously got on the webinar circuit, as you like to refer to it. I like that one. I checked out everything I possibly could, you know. It was $99 here and a trial membership here and free for a month over there. I took bits and pieces from everything that I was going into, and I don't think I ever really got all the pieces to the puzzle. I started to develop some sort of a style from different indicators and approaches and learning more about options and stocks and earnings plays and just the whole gamut of trading. But I couldn't seem to really just make anything consistent and make any consistent returns on everything and everywhere I was subscribed and the different services that I actually started to really gravitate to I, I bought a couple courses and I'd get used to them and I'd have a question I, I'd ask for support and you know seven days later I'd get an answer from somebody who didn't really understand the question or wasn't familiar with the product and it was very frustrating right after seven days I'm surprised you even remembered your question Exactly. The trade was over, whether it was paper or live, it didn't even matter. I, I needed management help. I needed to know that it could be managed or, you know, I, I just needed some guidance. Well, right, um, right. right there, you know, it's kind of probably not the best fit if you're waiting that long for an answer. So yeah, me, that was, go ahead. Let me ask, sorry to interrupt. I just want to kind of backtrack a little bit. So when you were going on, you know, what we call the webinar circuit, which is just, you know, going on all these different webinars that are always offered. Were you looking for something? What what were you looking for when you went on the webinar? Or was it always, hey, I'll, I'll see what this is, what this guy's offering? 
I absolutely was looking for something. Uh, what that something was was a big question mark, though. I, I don't know what I was looking for. I studied options quite a bit. I found some educational resources on options, not necessarily how to use them, but definitions, full call spreads, and you know, debit spreads, credit spreads, all different options. So I started to to kind of build an education there, and just seeing what was possible with options, I knew there was a proper way to use them. And I guess that's what I started looking for uh, until I came across you at Active Day Trader and your position management techniques. I had not found what I was looking for, and I didn't really know what I was looking for until we met and started speaking. Right. So the the, the crazy thing is when, when I first started Active Day Trader and I started it at the end of 2015, early 2016, I really didn't know anything about the retail education space. And so in order to educate myself and to just kind of get a feeling to, you know, the thought process and what retail traders were looking for, I joined a Facebook group, a Facebook group that was all about stocks and options and, and whatever. And people were <laughs> posting on there and, and, and I would post on there and people were argumentative and rude. And, and, and it was just like a really, really toxic environment. But a, I new, remember, a, new, a new iteration of that group still exists. I stop by there for a good laugh every once in a while. Yeah. So, I mean, so I got on, I was in that group and, and I was, and I was posting and, and, and whatnot, but I, it, it, it just wasn't at all what I was look, looking for. But, you know, the silver lining in that was, I remember talking to you on some thread in there because I, I think I made a post and you asked the question. Usually people in that room and there's like 30,000 people, if you write a post, they're going to, you know, call you a name and, and, you know, talk about a better way to do something. Everybody's trying to one up one another. But I remember that you were like just so genuine and you just like asked the question. And that's how I, I think we met. And then through instant messenger on Facebook, right? Yeah, I, I recall that question too, a, a hypothetical about what to do in a, a low volume option trade. <laughs> oh, wow. So, so, so you were in there. What, what, when, when we first, first met, I mean, I have to assume because everybody is skeptical and has their quills up. What, were you thinking like, okay, just a, another educator or was it like, oh, this is a nice guy. We could, we could just talk back and forth, you know, just give me a, just curious, you know, from, from, you know, cause I see everybody else in, in that, in that room. How are you open? How are you receptive sure. to learning? I mean, as everybody, I'm always a little bit skeptical, especially after being on that webinar ring. Um, you know, I, I would, I would find a product that I really thought would, would be the key and then something new would come out the next week. So of course I just sort of assumed that, you know, you could very well be trying to sell me something each week for the rest of my life but I would be able to identify that quickly. And, you know, if that was the case, so be it. But, you know, once again, you, you explained to me your situation, told me what was going on, told me about your background and invited me to come by for a trial at your new site. So of course, you know, seven bucks, that's worthwhile risk for me. That was, that was awesome. And I remember just our talk because you're one of the first clients that I really got to know, like on a personal level. And, you know, hearing your, your story, it just made so much sense to me, too. Your stay-at-home dad, uh, you know, our youngest kids are, are close to the same, same age. So just looking for 
you know, some extra, extra income so you can have that time to spend with, with your boy. Um, it just really resonated with me because I did a lot of that as well. I work, work from home and being home and, and being able to spend time with my family is, you know, one of the greatest gifts that trading has given me. So that was really something that I remember when we originally spoke. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty unique experience being able to stay home with a child. So uh, being able to provide at the same time is, is even better. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, now we start working together. Once we started working together, do you automatically say, you know what, this is interesting. I'm going to put this other stuff that I've been doing on the back burner or are you doing it? while you're still doing the other stuff? Are you still going on webinars? Are you still searching? You know, just, just, I'm always trying to figure out because I see people on, you know, 20, 30, 50 webinars, and that's like 50 hours of their life. And you're not really <laughs> moving forward, right? You're not really learning anything. You're just listening to someone, you know, pitch their style. So that, that's always been something I've been curious. So when we started working together and you started, started learning, were you still, you know, kind of seeing what was out there or, or is it, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to commit to this and, and see where it goes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there were, there were two services at the time that I, for whatever reason, really put a lot of stock into. Um, I liked what these guys were saying and how they delivered it. It, it seemed to resonate with what I had learned so far with trade logic and approach, if you will. But, um, I, I found myself just bouncing around between Active Day Trader and these two other services, and eventually I, I I narrowed it down to two, and it was just Active Day Trader and another. And then a month passed, and I I just kind of had my own aha moment where I evaluated what I was doing, where I had come from, what I had learned, and what you said earlier, what was I looking for? And I wasn't looking for a magic indicator, and through conversation with you, I, I realized I had to be patient and I wasn't looking for a get rich quick scheme. So just spending time reviewing the materials that you made available to me, uh, the trades, the setups, the position management, I, I could say position management 10 times because it is the most educational part of trading that I've come across and it's 100% because of Active Day Trader. When I stepped back and, and looked at that and evaluated my situation, the education and the progression was going to come from one place only, uh, the one place that wasn't continually trying to sell me the new indicator and the new setup. And this trade setup will double your account from 5000 to 25000 overnight. It, it, it wasn't that whole pitch. So everything was just real. Uh, you were largely available. and you held my hand and you really helped me grow. So I'm forever thankful for that. As long as you don't mind my sweaty palms, I think it's okay. <laughs> so that, that, that's interesting because position management, like we talk about it all the time. And I remember at working with a proprietary firm and having lots of professional traders who, who are constantly teaching. It's all about managing your position. You can't do anything if you don't learn how to protect yourself. And by learning position management and focusing on that, that immediately is going to lower your risk. So therefore, when the trade picks up or when you see that really good opportunity that you've seen four times before because you built it up in your memory bank and you might not have been able to take advantage of it the first three times because you weren't there yet, you weren't confident yet, that's, that's trading, waiting for those things to, to set up. And 
what, what I've loved about working with you is you, you've never been in a rush, even though I'm sure you're anxious to, to get moving and, and, and make money like, like everybody is. You've always come at it from, you know what? These are things that I see could benefit me. I don't really understand them just yet. So I'm going to keep working towards them. Uh, and you really treated it more like, more like, more like school, really. During uh, a few of our preliminary and first conversations, you know, I was telling you all, all the lovely details of my account specs and my goals and aspirations. And, and you told me, you can do this, just be patient. And at that point in time, I thought I was patient. And then the market slapped me on the wrist a couple of times and I became more patient. And more time passed and I got a couple more slaps while I was learning. And now I'm to a point where I can fully understand what you meant by be patient. Uh, you know, you don't go from having a college degree to being an engineer overnight. Even with that degree, you're going to enter the field and you're probably going to get some side work and, you know, years will pass as you get some experience and eventually you'll be a full-fledged engineer. I, I don't think it's fair to believe because there's, you know, very little barrier to entry in the stock market. You can just walk in and become a pro overnight or over six months or even over a year, I, I think, could be ambitious. It takes time to learn what you're doing. Uh, you mentioned memory banks. I think it's incredibly important to experience wins and losses on paper, hopefully, uh, so that you develop a response to different setups and different scenarios so that you know how to handle yourself in the middle of a trade. Right, right, right. So so as you're, as you're going through the education, let, let's say, you know, we've, we've been together for three months or, or six months. What were the biggest hurdles that, that you faced and that you were able, able to, to overcome. You know, if you look back and say, oh, you know, I didn't know anything then, I could have saved a whole bunch of money if I, if I just knew this. And, you know, I know you keep touching on the position management. So I'm, I'm guessing we're gonna go more in that direction. And I don't wanna push you in that direction, but talk, talk more about, you know, more specifics. You know, it, was it more? I think as a retail trader, when somebody says position management and risk management, my mind instantly goes to, well, I'll, I'll just buy some options and I can't lose more than I invest. And sure, that's, that's one side of, of money management. But I suppose the, the light bulb for me, the aha moment is you telling me to manage my options position with, with buying or selling shares of stock. That was a huge aha moment, but it took me so much time to kind of wrap my mind around the concept. So it just, I, I don't know if you recall, but the dialogue, I, I would be sending you emails like, hey, you know, my strike just got hit and I own X puts and you would say, buy stock. I'm like, what What do you, what do you mean buy stock? We're, I'm, I'm talking about options. You're telling me to buy stock. I, it took so long for that simple concept to click for me. But once I realized that I could lock in profits and continue to hold my options my options position almost as I kind of visualize it as, as some sort of an insurance policy at this point. It, it was that big question mark in trading for me. It, it's what I was looking for. It was the proper way to use options in my opinion. That's, that's awesome. I personally, that is by far the biggest breakthrough that I see. And not only that, it baffles me to no end that I've talked with clients who have spent five figures, $10,000 plus, and they still had no idea that they can manage their options position using stock. 
And so right away, I just think that you just got sold a can of, a can of snake oil if you're spending that much money and you're not learning like the basic fundamentals of position management. And, and that's, that's it. The fundamentals of position management is so much bigger than limit your risk when you make an investment. It, I mean, that's very important, but at the same time, we've established options positions that, you know, uh, th- they went in our way. We managed, took profit. We continued with the position. We held our long or short position. An opportunity presented again. We took more profit. And it, it, it just, you can compound your profit because you know how to keep a position open and how to manage that. I mean, yes, at some point you probably put a cap on what can happen if, you know, stock XYZ really rallies. But at the same time, you've been taking profits all along, which to me is much more diligent than sitting on a chair, looking at the monitor saying, should I liquidate now? Should I take the profits and run? What if it can continue climbing? What if it sells off tomorrow? So what I've learned with you and active day traders is that even in very small positions and in small accounts like IRAs and 401ks that you can't necessarily short stock, there are so many different options on how to take profit yet leave the doors open to claim more. It's I love that you're saying this because I think some, not I think, I know at times because I've done nothing but, but trade. I speak in, in trading lingo and I make assumptions. I'm not really even making assumptions. It's just part of my normal vernacular. So when I'm just saying position management and money management, it, it comes off, I guess, as, as being vague without really you know breaking it down of, of what it is. But this made me think of, you know, Stevens in my Apex coaching program, which is it's a six month intensive coaching program where you really get to work with people one on one. And we've had some really good trades lately, you know, that LAUR, where we traded that lockup, where it went from 18 down to 14, the snap going into earnings, Snapchat was a really good trade going into earnings. But what stood out to me is what you did with the name, and it's going to surprise you that I'm going to even talk about this stock because it wasn't the most sexy play, it was a difficult trade. And I'm going to talk about YRCW. Because I love YRCW. That, I love, that's the sexiest name in the stock market. I love YRCW as well. But this last time when we played YRCW, it really didn't perform well. But it expired last Friday. And on the Apex Facebook room, you put a post and said, YRCW finally got in the money. I was able to scratch my trade. And I sat there and I'm thinking, you know what? He gets it. Like, I appreciated that post so much because I can't tell you, actually, I can tell you because I'm going to, probably over the last three or four weeks, I received three, four, five emails saying, I have YRCW, this trade stinks, I'm getting out, or this doesn't work, I'm going, I'm, I'm moving on, this is why I should never buy options. And all I could think about is, we still have 15 days to expiration. You bought something for 35 cents. Why are you giving it up? And why are you so angry at me? It's We're in a trade for a reason. The trades aren't going to always work out. And when you're buying options, you're going to win less than when you sell options. But you're going to get a much better risk reward. And that's why we do it. You get a defined amount of risk and a much better risk reward. So while those other guys were in YRCW, still having 15 days to expiration, sending hate mail saying, you know, this doesn't work, 
blah, blah, blah. You're just sitting there patiently waiting. It wasn't working for you as well. It wasn't working for me as well. But finally, on that last day, YRCW rips higher. You can get out of the trade. You break even. And that's trading, protecting the downside, covering the garbage, right? I look at YRCW as that was a crappy trade, but yet we're able to scratch a break even on the crappy trade. That's what makes the difference. Yeah, it it doesn't pan out that way every single time, but having the tools to be able to take advantage of, you know, I think it was like a 60 or 70 cent move it made within the last couple hours there while I had that option. It, being able to recognize that and say, "Hey, strike while the iron's hot," it, it's like it's like seeing brake lights in front of you. you. You don't think about taking your foot off the gas and putting it on the brake. You, you just act. So I had an alert trigger, and I was near my phone. I was able to place my order. I got billed, and you know, I, I scratched the trade. It, it took almost 30 days of just sitting there watching that P&L balance get worse and worse, and then I thought the last few minutes, quite literally. Scratch the trade. Well, that, which, that's awesome because every, I mean, yeah, we can always talk about the winning trades and the easy trades, but that wasn't an easy trade. That's the kind of trade that you have to finance. You have to massage. You have to be in there and be a little bit active. You have to be patient. You know, those are, you know, when I look at your growth, that's where, you know, you can really see that breakthrough. Well, yeah, I appreciate that. And it, it is the truth. I mean, most of the trades that we get into you know, that's another thing that really stood out to me initially with ADT. You would recommend these straddles and strangles. And I'm going, straddles and strangles don't work. You know, you have to have a huge move for a straddle or a strangle to work. I know you're looking for some volatile names, but they just don't work is what my experience told me. And again, the reason that they didn't work is because I didn't know what to do with these options once I owned them. They were lottery tickets. And that's not how they're supposed to work. Yes. And sometimes you get lucky and they are amazing lottery tickets, but um, that is not how they they work consistently at any rate. Right. And, and, and that's why we say, which, which you probably heard me say about a hundred times that luck is the residue of good design. Put yourself in a situation where you're buying straddles well, where you're buying names that really move and we can buy that underpriced volatility and then we can manage those trades. And lo and behold, we get lucky more often than not. And that's because, you know, we have a we have a, a sophisticated approach, but we're also in that approach and we're not giving up on it. If we make a decision to do something, to get into a trade with 30 days, at 20 days, we don't say, oh, no, you know, I'm giving up. I'm just wrong. No. Part of the decision when we got into the trade was, hey, it's 30 days away. This is what we're willing to, to risk. And then we, you know, commit to, to that time period. One, one other part of trading that falls into the quote unquote trade management pot, if you will, scaling into a position. You know, even when I was beginning to trade and just throwing darts, if somebody handed me $100,000 and said, buy Facebook, I wouldn't go do it all in one shot. I, I know that I would wait for pullbacks and I would wait for a better entry and, you know, I would sell some. I mean, it's obvious when you think about an equity like that and that type of money. What people don't realize is that y- you can trade very, very inexpensive options and even call it $100 risk, you can still scale into a position. And one of the beautiful things I've learned with Active Day Trader is that 
if I want to spend $100 on a bullish options position in a $10 stock, I can buy three $11 calls for, you know, 30 cents. And if that stock trades to nine, I can buy six more for another 30 cents. And I can build a fairly substantial options position into a very small name. And it's that concept of scaling that sort of really, really helps you to figure out how you're going to act when a trade goes against you. And just being an active Jerry trader and learning how to to manage these positions, it gives me the confidence to go ahead and instead of cower when a position goes against me, I'll add to it because I'm within a comfortable risk tolerance as well. I, I love hearing that. And I know that you've really fallen in love with not only those options that are priced less than 50 cents, the, oh, real, fantastic. the real good ones that are priced less than a dime, the real little stuff. I, I, there was, a, I, I think it might've been YRCW again. I, I remember there was a day you and I were chatting about it. We were buying options for two cents and a nickel. And moments before the market closed, I, 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 didn't, I, didn't, I didn't have the patience, but I remember you sold some of them for 60 cents. <laughs> but you had another name that you held way longer than I held that you made, I don't know, 500% on. I forgot which, which name that was, but I remember. Yes, yeah, there, are, there are a few occasions where, you know, you just, just basic, simple technicals. You know, if, if something got, as you would say, completely overdone at earnings, and it it also happened to be overdone right down to a previous point of support, like, okay, I'm I'm going to throw on some very very small risk. And when I say very small risk, literally dollars and pennies. It's it's five cent trades, ten cent trades, and you know I'll throw on three contracts for thirty cents of risk because I'll lose thirty cents all day long. Especially when you have 20 days or something like that to, to exactly. hold and hold it. Who knows what's going to happen? So uh, the, the inexpensive options, I, I love the swinging for the fences trades. The, you know, I, I'm picky with them. I, I make sure that my, my personal bias resonates with whatever type of logic that you have brought to the table. I don't take them all. I trade in a small account, and, and it grows. And uh, just using the tools that I've learned, it, it's so simple, simple, simple. Um, you know, I've come across ads for different trading platforms on, you know, the Facebook sidebars and things of that nature. And I always click just to see what's out there. It's always some magic indicator or implied volatility or, you know, it, it's just the things that everybody's using to base these trades on. I don't know. It kind of makes me giggle knowing what I know now. And by all means, I suppose it works for some people. But what I was looking for, I finally found through education and through a trade approach that gives you tools to manage a position when it's going bad. It's, it's not, Hey, if this goes right, you can make a hundred bucks. If it doesn't, you lose a hundred bucks. Like that, that, that just, you know, I, I used to live in Las Vegas. I can go to the casino if I want to do that. Well, it's real life, right? I mean, you're, you're doing it as a, as a job to make income. You're not in a situation where you're just, you know, you're not, you're not doing this for entertainment. No, I mean, that's, that's real money. Right, right. So, so what I've done is, you know, with Steve, he, he's had, you know, a good, a good experience. He really understands uh, my approach. And so I'm always, when, when anybody asks to talk with anybody, you know, Steven's been really, really just sweet that he's willing to, to take any phone calls and, and he reached out and he said, hey, if anybody wants to talk, just give him my number. So you've ended up talking with a lot of the members as well. I mean, You've probably spoken to as many members as I have on the phone. 
what would you say in talking with everybody, just, you know, general, not so general, whatever you want, what's the overall, what are you, what are you hearing? What are people's questions? What are people skeptical about? What's, you know, what, what's your, what's your biggest takeaway? I think, I think my story is similar to many of retail traders. Um, set aside experience, account size, things of that nature. I think people discover options, futures, just different products and different ways to trade because, you know, if I were to speak to my parents about investing, it's, you know, it's a 401k and it's Vanguard funds. It's, it's not active trading. So as you go down the, the road of retail trading, um, proper trading, swing trading, making long-term investments, you learn about, you know, selling some premium and buying options. It gets really exciting. And the people, in my opinion, that do really well, get really, really good at breaking even. And that's great because you demonstrate that you know, you know, you probably know the terminology, you probably know a good bit about technical analysis and the way markets tend to move, again, air quotes. but you probably haven't had that aha moment yet where you you know that you can do more with the tools that are at your disposal. So whenever I get the opportunity to speak with people that are considering some of your programs or people that are in it, but maybe not, you know, doing really well, it's always, it's always interesting to hear their story. And it's, it's typically a lot like mine. So the biggest thing, uh, I think it's sort of ironic because I know you spoke in some of the Apex classes with uh, your guest, Donnie, not too long ago about this same topic, but paper trading. You know, there are, there are far too many people who get involved with any type of trading service and just put on trades, wait for alerts, or take suggestions, and they just, they just go full tilt for it, you know, put in real dollars and just sit and wait. And then, like you said earlier, you, you, you get calls from people saying, well, this didn't work. This was a terrible trade. Well, what did you do when it rallied up and, and that strike was hit? How did you manage it at that point? They're like, well, that, that wasn't enough. That, that, there wasn't enough money there for me to take a profit. Okay, well, you can take some of those profits and still leave the doors open for more. And like, well, how do I do that? And at those moments, it's, it's exciting to get to explain to somebody how you can handle that situation, but at the same time, it it's kind of sad that, that they didn't quite get it. But uh, usually after speaking to somebody, I can kind of go ahead and show them some of the tools that are at their disposal. And, and it's it's really fun to be part of, of their education when they realize that, wow, I, I didn't see that. No, that's, that, that's, that's awesome. And that really hits home, you know, for me too, because there's a little bit of a different message coming from you who's learned this and, and applied it because sometimes when I'll talk to clients and they'll be frustrated that they were in a trade and they're hearing other people made money on that trade, but they didn't make money on that trade. And so when I start walking them through that, you know, sometimes they get, they get skeptical and thinking that, you know, I have an ulterior motive or something when it's so just darn important to learn. And that's the only message I'm getting across. So I say this all the time, but if there are 10 people in the same exact trade, you're absolutely going to get 10 different outcomes. I mean, with, without a doubt. 
and that's one thing that I speak about quite frequently when I, I speak to people as well is that when I was on the webinar circuit, you know, there was, you know, we're, we're looking for, you know, the, the five period moving average over the eight, over the 12 stacked on top of the 36 plus a squeezed, and then we're all going to enter. And that's just not how it works. I mean, individual trading style is going to be so much different. We're all going to see values in different place. We're all going to see uh different options of what we can do and we're all limited by you know our account type and size I, mean, I don't I don't often trade in a cash account so I I'm often selling options against my positions rather than shorting stock because it's not really an option for me in some of my accounts what what's really important to to try to tell people is that you know what the number one priority should be is to protect your account Stephen I, I also want to ask you I know you're Really, you know, we've been talking about options. We've been talking about position management. Talk to me about bond futures because cool. that's something. You know, it's it's. You know, if we could summarize, kind of what what I teach, it's going to be bond futures, and it's going to be options, options valuation, and then position management. And I'm a I'm a big believer that everything's tied together. You learn position management and options. It's the same as bond futures. It's the same as you know peanut butter futures, whatever. So let me, let me ask you this. So we talked a little bit options, bond futures. What's been your biggest breakthrough? What's been the biggest thing that, you know, you've never seen before that you look at it and really see like, I, I want that. I want to, uh, that makes sense to me. That resonates with me. I want to be doing that three years, five years down the road. Well, I don't think that we did speak about them, but we should. And that would be the bond futures. Um, those treasury products, that trade, you kind of you kind of pushed me into a little bit. I, I had I, I didn't think that I had any business being in there because you know I was I was messing around with piddly little hundred dollar options here and there. I, I really like that. That's a, a great size for me to learn with. And you're you're encouraging me to go and trade futures contracts, which obviously we know um, not always so small. So, you know, um, so have you ever traded any futures before you started trading bond futures? I, you know, you, you use, you use ES as kind of a guide when you're charting things and looking for comparisons, but no, I mean, you know, I, I see the size of one futures contract or margin required and, I'm, and no, thank you. You know, maybe, maybe in 20 years when my account's what I wish it was today, I'll trade some futures, but right now, no, I've, I have no intention of trading futures. But now you're trading. Now you're trading futures. Now I'm I'm heavily involved in that bond trade, and it's it, it's really more than being such an awesome trade. It's it's really been really important in allowing me to see how I need to be trading. When we talk about things like position management, financing a position, and scaling into a position. I stopped focusing on options for quite some time because, you know, I had, I had some bad trades and, you know, I needed to step back and evaluate what I was doing. So uh, it was easier for me to focus on something completely new. It, it took me months, months and months of reviewing your information on the bonds. And I mean, I'm sure you remember all the emails and communication, but using relative value to trade anything just makes more sense to me than any other type of indicator or assumption you can ever make. You, um, you, you and me both. Let me just give a quick overview of the bond futures trade that, that Stephen's talking about. So the way we look about bond futures 
And I traded this professionally for eight years. I strongly believe this is the only way to trade bond futures. Now, when I say that, it doesn't mean you have to do spreads and butterflies. I just mean when you're in analyzing bond futures, when you're making a decision to buy and or sell any bond future, this is the analysis that needs to be done. And what we do is we look at the yield curve, the two-year, the five-year, the 10-year, the 30-year, and the ultra contract. And we look at how they're trading relative to one another. And we're looking for little, what we call kinks in the yield curve, little breakdowns in the yield curve so we can sell what's expensive and buy what's inexpensive. So as Stephen was saying, you know, and maybe you could touch on this a little bit, bit more about the learning process of the trade. It does take a little bit of time. But for those that are committed to learning, for those who want something really, really unique that they've never seen before, you know, Stephen, you could talk about this more because you've learned it recently. I, th I think you'll find that this is a really special trade. It is a really special trade, and it, it's a shame that it intimidates so many people. Um, it, it did the same thing to myself, and in, in hindsight, it, it's funny because when I speak to people now, it's say, I'm going to get to the bonds, but I'm not ready yet. I, I have never traded a future. My response to that is kind of like, well, you do realize the importance of buying low and selling high, right? And they're like, yeah, I'm like, well, that, that's futures. You, you buy low, sell high, sell high, buy low. It, it's very, very simple. With options, you've got the Greeks, you've got expiries, you have different strikes. It, it's very confusing. There's so many different things you can do with options, but the way that we use the bonds, you're either buying some or selling some. It's, it's very straightforward. Now, in the evaluation process to find a bond trade, it can seem very confusing because we start throwing around terms like pairs and spread and butterfly and relative value, which it was overwhelming because it seems like a bunch of jargon. But once you wrap your mind around the concept, the trade makes so much sense because relative value, you're controlling, you're trading Fed controlled products against Fed controlled products. So they're truly in a class of their own where an analogy I use for lots of people I speak to, you know, you can't, you can't compare General Motors to Toyota and equities market because they're car companies. You just you can't do that. You you can't compare McDonald's and Burger King or Home Depot and Lowe's. They're they're all so different. Their business models are so different. Their target demographics are different. They they are operated different. But when you have five products that never change, that are controlled by the same Fed, you can learn to identify and exploit opportunities. And it's a really beautiful thing. And you now using that example, which is a really good example, and it's a really great way to explain it. Now, if you just throw in the, the overall layer that they are some of the most liquid future contracts in the world. If the hedge fund blows out, if China comes in and needs to buy a million five-year future contracts, or if that hedge fund blows out and they need to cover a million five-year future contracts, What's going to happen to the five-year future contract relative to the 10-year? I got to imagine it's going to get a little pricey. Yeah. Right? I mean, they have to. A hedge fund blows out. If they're short a million futures contract, they don't care about the price that they pay. They're required to go to the market and cover. As traders, what we're really doing is we're keeping the markets in line. We're making the markets efficient. So in this example, which is kind of like, an extenuating circumstance, but I think that's the best way to understand it. That five-year future contract is inevitably going higher because the demand is going to be far outweigh the supply. 
But that doesn't mean the 10 year is going to get affected. As traders, we knock it back in line. Yes. And, and you know, through the ICS spreads and ratios, you've shown us how to position ourselves on, on both sides of that trade so that we can exploit the relationship rather than speculate about the direction of one individual product. So which and, is real quick, so what Stephen just mentioned, the ICS CME ratios. So the mercantile exchange, this is how they teach how to trade bond futures. So what I'm going to do is in the show notes, if you go to the website, we'll leave the ICS ratios so you can see what those are all about. But we'll also, earlier we talked about position management, scalping gamma. We'll also leave a video on there that'll help you for that as well. So two freebies for watching the show all the way through. Uh, Steven, good idea, no? Leave those ICS CME ratios, and then we'll do like a scalping gamma video that I'll put on there just so you guys can really understand exactly what we're talking about. Absolutely. Sorry to interrupt. And one thing, oh, it's okay. And one thing I wanted to say anyway, you, you mentioned with supply and demand in a market. Far too often have I overlooked the fact that you're, you're trading a market. It, it's all about who's willing to sell what at what price and who's willing to buy what at what price. So uh, the example you gave with, you know, the ZF contracts, it, it's an interesting way to look at that whole situation and maybe think about price action and the fact that you, you can find an opportunity through large jumps in price action like that. Uh, I think far too often we just casually res refer to the markets. It really is a place of supply and demand. And when, when you integrate that into your thinking, to your trade logic, uh, I think it helps you to realize where opportunities lie. No, that's, that's, that's awesome. Hey, I want to, you know, just kind of close it off, off here. I mean, I don't want to take too much of your time and I really appreciate you coming on, but what I really want to thank you for is one, Stephen, I've, I've absolutely loved working with you and I look forward to, you know, continuing to work, work with you for, for years going forward. But I also just want to, you know, really appreciate the time that you've taken with the other clients. I mean, that's just been so just nice for you to share your time and share your experience. And I've heard it from my clients just saying wonderful things about you. Carrie saying wonderful things. Carrie is my, my wife, who Stephen's talked to as well. So, I mean, you are just a, you know, a great guy in every sense of the word. So I really just appreciate you as a, as a client, but also as a friend. So thank you. Well, I appreciate that as well. And, and speaking with different clients, it's it's an awesome experience for me because I feel like I can relate to everyone. I, I'm not far from where they are or where they were. And, you know, different perspective helps so much. And I think that's what adds so much value to Active Day Trader is the Facebook groups. You know, you and I met on a Facebook group and here we are communicating in Facebook groups. But at this point in time, it's a group of like-minded people that are here to bounce actual ideas off one another and to accept feedback, whether it's what they want to hear or not, everybody's there to grow and to be, to be able to have conversations with some of these people that, you know, we exchange posts with, it's really awesome to get to speak with people, learn about them and, you know, their whole perception on trading and what hurdles they've faced because, you know, there are, there are tons of things that I want to share and tons of things that people share with me that it really just helps for communal growth. Oh, I, I absolutely, absolutely agree. So, Thank you very much. I really appreciate you coming on. And uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for uh, Podcast 002. So uh, thanks again, Steve. You've been listening to the Active Day Trader Podcast with Jonathan Rose. Trading made so simple, it will change the way you approach the markets. Tune in again next time.